Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. So when I think of history and transition, I think of John the Baptist. Remember John the Baptist, right, from the Bible? Standing out in the Jordan River, announcing the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the the kingdom of God, and, and preaching that men everywhere should repent. And frankly, when I think of John the Baptist, I don't know if God ever intended this or not, but I can't help think of Charleston Heston when he played the role in the movie The Greatest Story Ever Told. And today, I want to talk about letting go of the old, letting go of the history that has passed, letting go of what we would call, I guess, the old normal in light of all that is happening currently in history. And today on episode 72, I'm going to talk about that for the jimmystable.com podcast. But before we get into that, I just want to play this clip of John the Baptist by Charlton Heston preaching in the Jordan River about repentance. Repent! Come near! And listen to the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Repent! The anger of the Lord is upon all nations. Repent! There is one coming who will baptize with fire and with the Holy Spirit. So the reason I pick out John the Baptist of all people to talk about kind of as the, the setup for today's show is, you know, regardless of your views on religion, I know not all of you are religious, not all of you are Christians, I, I am an evangelical Christian, as I've said numerous times on this podcast in the past, um, but I think John the Baptist represents a great character and a great figure um, for history in transition, because he very much came at a crucial time in the history of the Jewish people. Um, in which they were under Roman occupation, um, in which the promised land that God had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was under control of Roman power. Um, And he came at a very, very stressful time in the history of their people. And uh, after he started preaching, Jesus showed up on the scene. And, you know, regardless of your views of Jesus... I think one could easily argue that uh, history hasn't been the same since. There's been a very much a way, regardless if you think Jesus is dead or alive, um, that Jesus ended up changing this world and the people in it. Um, Gave us a lot of new perspectives on life and living um, and faith and religion and all that fun stuff. Um, And he very much represented a breaking of the old order and all that existed in Judaism uh, and the establishment of a new order. Um, as it's recorded in the Gospels, uh, Jesus picked up the message of John. Uh, when John said, repent, uh, Jesus also stood up and said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, you know, we, we think of the, that kind of in a cartoonish sort of sense. And then there's some sense in which Charles and Heston's character um, that he uh, you know, represents in the greatest story ever told comes off kind of cartoony. Um, you know, this wild-eyed uh, preacher standing in a river wearing uh, a very strange garment, yelling at people to turn or burn. And uh, we, we think of the word repent as a very sharp religious term 
Um, and it usually denotes with it hellfire and brimstone, and and for good reason. There was very much, you know, a a message associated with that in the preaching of John the Baptist and Jesus himself. Um, but we we think of it, um, I think, in a in a, a term and in a way of thinking that you know doesn't quite square away with what they were really going at. That repentance word that they preached, you know, comes across as a four-letter word to many. But really, repent is just, you know, a word that says change. Change the way you think. Change the way you act. Have an adjustment of your your mind and an adjustment of your heart. Um, Go the opposite direction in which you have been going because something has happened in the history of the world that doesn't allow us to continue on with the way we used to continue on before. And that was the message of John the Baptist. That was the message of Jesus. And frankly, I think that message, you know, continues to carry down today, not only in the religious sense in which, you know, as a Christian, I believe that God commands that men everywhere should repent because Jesus has come to this world. He died on the cross for our sins and he came back to life. And and frankly, I don't know how you can continue to live your life the same um, even after Jesus has died and resurrected, um, but I digress. But, you know, there's a very much sense in which we must ultimately repent. We must experience a renewal of our hearts, a renewal of our minds, um, and a changing of the way we have uh, thought about history up to this point and the way we've thought about our lives. And I think that, you know, like I said, carries an over not only a religious tone, but, you know, something I think that we need to, Embrace with the situation that we are in the world today with COVID-19. Um, you know, we've we've been talking for for months now uh, in this country because of COVID-19 in America and across the world that there's a new normal that is here. Um, and people even talk about, <laughs> as people have a propensity to do, but people really start talking about like a new world order in which things are going to be different and there's going to be different power plays and and people in charge of things and they're going to have different philosophies and approaches towards government and and all that sort of fun stuff you know COVID-19 is very much causing us to have to live a very different life that we didn't have to live before we're all kind of starting to wear masks we're all social distancing we all tend to stay at home we don't go out to eat very much uh, and if we do it's certainly not in a crowded restaurant and we certainly aren't frequenting uh, crowded bars and now the government's at a place where, you know, unemployment is at record highs um, and it's scaring everybody to death about everything that's happening with the economy. And the government's fighting over whether to spend one trillion or three trillion uh, more dollars this year on COVID-19 relief. Um, and if, in case you're not familiar with uh, budgets, normally on a given year, the government spends three point eight trillion dollars. Um, so we're essentially looking to double the debt of the government in one year and bust our budget. Um, but anyway, so lots of challenges that we're facing as a society and a lot of people talking about the new normal. And there's a lot of people that I frankly think are still wanting to cling to the way life used to be. And they, they can't wait till we get to the point where we can go back um, to life pre-COVID-19 as if COVID-19 never existed. And I think there is a possibility that, you know, if uh, this virus mutates enough and a vaccine is strong enough and we keep up with the social distancing and stuff, there's a very real chance in which 
that may actually happen into which we might go back to quote unquote life as normal. And, you know, if the history of the world is any indication, um, you know, we've, we've had, uh, you know, pandemics before and eventually life, you know, kind of evens out to a way that resembles life pre that pandemic. So I don't discount the idea that we may get back there. However, with that said, there's a very real chance that we may not. Um, COVID is spread very far in our society and uh, millions of people around the world, millions of people in the United States have the virus. And even if we were to social distance and develop a vaccine, it's probably never fully going to go away. Now, what that may produce and mean for society as a whole uh, in the years and decades and centuries to come, I have no earthly idea. And I don't think anybody does. And that makes us all a little on the nervous side. It makes us all a little bit afraid. But I think regardless of whatever your perspective is on what our chances of going back to life as we knew it before, are in regard to COVID. Um, and as much as you may hate the phrase, the new normal, I know I've definitely gotten sick of the phrase, the new normal. But if I can, let me toss out there a phrase that I've not heard too many people talk about. I'm talking about the old normal. As Christians, um, I think we need to stop yearning as a people for a return to this old normal that so many people are pining over. Um, whatever the world looks like in the future, whatever things may ultimately come down the, the, the pipeline, and, and frankly, if anything, 2020 has shown us that we have no way of predicting what the future is going to be and no way of knowing what's coming down the pipeline. But I think just like John the Baptist and Jesus represented a break um, with a new history to this world, uh, a new world order, if I might be so bold, I think we need to expect that whatever COVID-19 represents, there's very much a real sense in which life as we knew it will never really ever exist again. Um, it may get back to some sort of sense of things as they used to be. Um, but whatever the case is, I think as a Christian that we need to ultimately embrace the mindset of letting go of the old normal. And realize that the world is always passing away, that the world is always in flux, that the world is ever-changing. And so long as we try to cling on to the old normal and the way things used to be, um, the more we rob ourselves of the ability to adapt to whatever comes down this pi the pipeline. And frankly, we, we won't allow ourselves to become whatever God would have us to become in this new and strange environment um, that we find ourselves in. I think we need to take up the message of John the Baptist. I think we need to take up the message of Jesus and that we ultimately need to repent. That means we need to change our hearts. We need to change our minds. We need to let go of all the old things. Um, and I'm reminded when I think of this of a couple passages from the Bible um, I think of Galatians 6.14, 
um, where the Apostle Paul says, But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. I think when we find ourselves longing for this old normal, um, you know, that's not entirely a bad thing. There's much that was great about things, life pre-COVID, um, things that I miss dearly, um, things that maybe even are essential to human life as we have known it. But at the end of the day, I like this philosophy of the Apostle Paul where he talks about how through the cross of Jesus Christ, he has been crucified to the world and the world to him. And I think there's a sense in which we need that in our lives, that we need to be able to say that, that the cross of Jesus Christ has created a divorce between me and everything that has happened in this world up to this point in my life and everything that exists in this world, I have ultimately died to and this world has died to me. It no longer has its hold on me and I'm not going to let it sway how I live my life. I'm not going to let it direct the path that my life ultimately takes. That I need to repent, that I need to change my heart and I need to change my mind and that I need to learn to let go of all that has been historically mine and historically all the systems that we've participated in and historically all the political philosophy that has ruled our hearts and our minds uh, and the ways that we govern the world i think all those thoughts all those those values even the good things that we loved and the things that we thought were great we ultimately need to die to but every time i hear people talking about going back to the old normal and going back to the way things were pre-COVID, you know, I sympathize with that view. I feel it in my heart too. And I, and in some sense, long for that. But I realize when, I, when, I, when I'm faced with that mindset, when I'm faced with those pinings of my heart, I realize that when I say such things and think such things and hear others say such things and think such things, I realize that the world has not been crucified to me and me unto the world. I've not died to self. I've not died on that cross of Jesus Christ because I'm so busy trying to hold on to everything that was prior to it. But if you're going to pick up your cross and die to self and die on the cross of Jesus Christ, when you die, there's a complete extinguishing of your life and everything that came before it. And I think so much we fight against doing that. We don't want to die. To die can be a scary thing. We don't want to face the blackness of the dark, of what happens after we close our eyes. The, our, our biological life, our mentality, our psyche, everything that we are as humans fights against that. We want to live. We want to continue on with the way things were. And we want to continue on in life. And letting go is sometimes one of the hardest things to do. And there's a suffering in that. A suffering that we ultimately need to embrace, even as Jesus Christ embraced his sufferings and death on the cross. We need to be crucified to the world and the world unto us. We need to let go of the old normal. We need to repent, just as Charleston Heston told us to. <laughs> but that's not the end of the story, folks. It's not just about dying to self but then there's also the other side of it just as jesus christ was killed on a cross and died and resurrected and brought back to life 
so too we are called to participate in that life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. I think the reason that we, as, especially as Christians, hold on to the old way of life and the old orders, the old systems, the old ways of doing church, the old ways of ordering our finances, the old ways of gathering to social circles, and all that fun stuff, the reason we can't let go of any of that is because we don't see the newness of the life that Christ offers us. All that we see is what our eyes have seen before, and there's a comfort in that, and there's something that you know brings a warmness to our heart. But if we've been crucified with Christ, all that stuff is dead. And instead, Christ, us, Christ invites us to participate in the new order. And the new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are now being made new. New things have come. We need hope. We need to look forward to the new things that are coming, whatever the comings may be. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying a, a hope and a satisfaction in the way of the things of this world, because let's just be frank, no matter how the world reorganizes itself, no matter what new superpowers arise, no matter what new political philosophies and economic philosophies are embraced in this world, all those things are just a new mask on the old way of doing things. It's just a changing of who's in charge. <laughs> At the end of the day, when it comes to this world, there is nothing new under the sun, so to say, if I can quote Ecclesiastes, except for the newness that comes with the kingdom of God that Jesus and John the Baptist spoke about. A new order. The only new world order that has ever existed in the, the, the history of humanity, it's not been Rome, it's not been Babylon, it's not been Persia, it's not been the French, it's not been the British, it's not been the Chinese, it's not been the Russians, it's not been America. The only new order new world order that has ever existed in the history of the world is, is the new world order that was established with the preaching of John the Baptist and Jesus Christ with the coming of the kingdom of God. And that is a, a new world order that they invite us to participate in. It's an it's a order, it's a kingdom, it's a new way of living, a new way of life in which we can embrace the future, whatever that future may hold, because we see God at work in the history of the world to make all things new. So we should embrace that. It's a kingdom that will know no end according to the scriptures. And it's a kingdom that will eventually replace all the kingdoms of this world. So let us live with that mindset. Let us live with that idea in our hearts and our minds. Let us repent and let go of the old order. We don't need to get upset over the way things used to be, no longer being. <laughs> and, you know, it concerns me. It concerns me that I, I know a lot of dear Christian friends and, and family who, who are very upset and deeply distraught over the way things are changing in history because of COVID. They're very upset at the government. They're very upset at various political factions, both on the left and both on the right. Um, and they're very 
concerned and scared. They, they see that their children can no longer go to school in some areas. They see that the jobs that used to exist are being destroyed. They, they see the relationships that they used to have are no longer able to exist. They see that uh, there's possibly a new political order being established. You know, the governments are closing down to one another. Um, and who knows what the future holds in regard to all that. And so we fear. We fear the unknown. We fear what may yet happen. But I believe as Christians, we don't need to live in fear of whatever is happening. Because at the end of the day, whatever is happening in this world, both the good and the bad, we need to live with a divorced mindset in our hearts and our spirits that we are not of this world. This world is all just passing away. It is all destined to be tested with fire, according to the scriptures. So let us live with that mindset. Let us live with the idea and mindset in our hearts that all the old things have passed away, but behold, new things have come. And as a result, we can embrace and adapt for whatever the future holds so that we can live as a people who have been crucified to this world and the world has been crucified to us. We're dead to it all so that we can now live according to the newness of the life that's available in Christ and what the kingdom of God has to offer us. Because frankly, what this world can offer us was never destined to last or be established forever. So let it go. So that's my podcast for today, folks. Kind of short. But I think, you know, it's a good thought to have. It's, it's one we need to ultimately embrace because I fear that a lot of people are not. And... Because of it, their faith, their life, their hearts, their minds are being shipwrecked. And I hate to see that because it doesn't need to be the case. No matter what happens, we have a new world that's available through Jesus Christ. So let us use this opportunity that exists with COVID-19 and all the turmoil that it's bringing and all that's going on in the world. Let us embrace this as an opportunity to divorce ourselves from that and embrace the newness of the life that's available in Christ and the world that he is ultimately creating. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. This has been episode 72. Be sure to share it on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, I welcome you to leave a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and all those other places. Um, don't leave me your three-star reviews. I don't want your three-star reviews. I want your five-star reviews. So if you could uh, do that, be sure to subscribe. Again, I'd love to hear you from you. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. And um, look forward to talking to you next week at jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. Take care, everybody, and God bless. Air smudge.